Brody and Eric, Super Sports Show. <laughs> uh, good evening. Good evening, Wildcats. I don't know what just happened with our introduction uh, right there, but um, it is currently 5.01 uh, p.m. and a warm 85 degrees on this fine Monday, October 29th here in Tucson, Arizona. Welcome to Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show here on 1570 AM Camp Student Radio. And to all those listening online at camp.arizona.edu, as well as any of our podcasting platforms, I am your host, Brody Dryden, here alongside my partner in crime, Eric Wong. Good afternoon, Wildcats. It is 16 degrees, too hot out there, but you know it's all right. We keep just missing the the sweet spot, so we'll get mm-hmm. there. It's like uh, one of the mysteries in life. No, sometimes you go too high, sometimes you go too low. But once in a while, you get it just right, and everybody has a good time. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> take that for what you will. But we've got a lot of news to talk about, actually. Uh, it's the prime time to be a sports fan. we got baseball literally just wrapping up. We've got the new NBA season. Football is in the heart of its going. Uh, NHL, you know, for Robbie Leano is uh, really good <laughs> for him right now, so he's having a ball. Yeah. And we just had a great time to be a sports fan. So, Brody, without further ado, let's dive right in. Yes, without further ado, we will dive right in. I'd like to give a, uh, a quick condolence <coughs> from us here at um, Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show. Um, Vichai Shrivida Nabarva from – I'm sorry, I shouldn't be uh, laughing. Um, he was the um, owner of Leicester City um, in oh. the Barclays Premier League. There was a, um, a helicopter crash right out the – Right outside of their stadium, um, him and five others unfortunately passed away. So we don't talk about soccer. Was too he much. in the helicopter? He was in the. Helicopter. That's a way to go, though. That's a pretty yeah. dope way to go. <laughs> I mean, if you have to go out like a G, I, I, I yeah, whatever, whatever you say. Oh, okay. Well, on his tombstone, he can literally say, you know, successful businessman, billionaire, went out like a badass. Yeah, he, he honestly did, and he's, um, he was the one that constructed that team of Leicester City that defied all odds, like of any sports team ever yeah. to uh, win the Premier League like two years they ago. they had a Japanese forward, that's why. <laughs> they wh- Who? I don't remember, but it was a oh, Japanese okay. guy. It was real dope. Okay, awesome. So yeah, rest in peace to him. Yeah. Um, we'd just like to start off the show uh, with that, but uh, biggest sports headline uh, today, the Boston Red Sox are World Series champions. Yeah, go Sox! Um, I was completely correct. Uh, shout out to our returning listeners uh, <laughs> for hearing me last week and the week before saying that Boston would win in five games, and that's what they did. That was legendary. I don't think we've ever actually gotten a prediction right on I the know, show. I know, I unless, know, unless it was like very obvious from ESPN's <laughs> yeah, prediction. That was really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. so shout out to you. Um, I doubt they're listening, but shout out to all my family on the East Coast, Antelaine, Uncle Peter, uh, Jason, all you guys. You guys are diehard Sox fans, so mm. good for us. They're my AL team. You know, I'm a huge giant guy but good win for the Sox you know it's it's nice you know the Sox like winning but it's also kind of like you know when the when the big jock uh, in school gets the girl, you know, it's yeah. something you kind of see coming. Like, they're a dynasty. It's not like a Cubs upset. So, mm-hmm. still a great thing, but it's just, you know, maybe a World Series is, like, kind of forgettable. Oh, yeah, because the actual good team won. Yeah. But still really, really good. I'm, I'm looking at the Sox, man. They're loaded up, you know. I mean, it's hard to kind of repeat in baseball, but they're mm-hmm. looking good. Yeah. Yeah, it, it relies a lot on their pitching staff, you know, mm-hmm. which has been – um, obviously, like good and definitely good enough to get them a 108 to a 54 record a World Series win. But um, I could see them, the pitching staff kind of struggling. You know, David Price is yeah, been, he's getting up um, there. Dicey, but yeah, overall, I, I could I could definitely see them. They've had such a dominant year. Mookie Betts is their superstar. Oh yeah, JD Martinez was killing it. Yeah, Benintendi, uh, Pierce, obviously earning that um, World Series MVP. Xander <coughs> Bogarts. They have a really solid team. So if they keep it together, I could definitely see it happening it would be hard to um get another 108 win season yeah um i'd say especially with i'm sure the yankees are going to make some big adjustments try to try to power their way up uh next year but um regardless this year fantastic season from the boston red sox uh give credit to where it's due for the la dodgers they nah uh, screw the dodgers they don't (laughs) get any credit clayton kershaw is a bum clayton kershaw Puig is a bum (laughs) justin anderson is a bum they're all bums the dodgers suck go sox you know what you're uh, you're kind of right about most of that but you know they they crawled their they made it to the world series they did. You know, people often crap on whoever loses the world series um you know saying they suck so bad but they, they may no, yeah they, they don't suck but i don't think they were the team that should have been there. i think milwaukee would have been at least made it more than milwaukee might have pushed it and it would have been cooler game. to see the yeah. milwaukee brewer exactly the brewer crew. exactly uh, yeah brewer. shout out to that one stranger who we yeah. don't even know his name yeah. but 
to your point of pitching, <laughs> it really shows that how important pitching is, like even more so than hitting, because the mm-hmm. uh, Dodgers bullpen was awful, mm-hmm. like god awful. Like Henley Jansen, their all star closer, yeah. he wasn't doing it. Like as you guys know, you know the only g- one they got was from that eighteen game, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. That eighteen game on um, drag out fight, uh, almost got to the longest game longest game in postseason history yeah but basically folks let's play they really played six games when mm-hmm. you think about it so it's really just impressive though that they're able to get that win but you know still the red sox just were dominant the whole series yeah. it never really looked like they were letting up yeah they really were and i'd like to give a quick shout out if you'd like to get in on this world series conversation or anything else that we talk about for the rest of the show uh, make sure to call in ask some questions make some comments our number here at camp student radio is 520-621-5806 the phone line is open if you want to call in um and get in on this conversation but there was um Interesting uh, stat pulled up where, you know, people said if Kershaw um, gets like that win last night, he comes back, he is the GOAT and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I have to say, you really you really changed my mind, Eric. Madison Bumgarner, I, I feel so blinded that I even argued against it. He is the the best World Series postseason, best postseason, postseason yeah. pitcher of all time. Looking at these stats, Kershaw is 1-2. and two. He has a 5.4 ERA oh, compared to Bumgarner's 0.25 ERA. 0.25, yeah. like literally uh, less than a run. 36 innings pitched, only one earned run. in it's the crazy. In, So, yeah, uh, Madison Bumgarner, he's the GOAT. I'm going to give it in to the you. Post, and I will say, you know, I give credit. Kershaw's been great in the regular season, mm-hmm. but ultimately at the end of the day, we, you know, rightly or wrongly, you're based on your postseason success. Yeah. So, you know, I, I do feel for Dodgers fans, but, you know, when you guys are just jerks to everybody who comes into your stadium, yeah. you know, whatever. But what it is what it is, and I think they'll be back. They always seem to be pretty good, but yeah. um, we'll see. I don't know. Well, I don't know how long. Do you think Kershaw is a Dodger for his whole career? Um, I don't know. I could, I could see him getting greedy with some money if the Dodgers are like, you've been here a while, we're trying to build a team around you, Let's let, can we give you a pay cut? And yeah. he's like, no, nah, I'm getting the heck out of there. Yeah. Because, um, you know, who, who knows how many more seasons like this they could have. Because they have a lot more less stable, you know, less consistent roster, I see, than, yeah. than, than Boston. So, you know, trying to make a run like this again feels a little more unlikely. I see him... You know, staying. Do you know his contract? I know it was fat. I think uh, he's he's not like he's still got a few y- years yeah, on there. Yeah, so I I'd say once that runs up, I could definitely. See, I don't think he's a locked in Dodger for life. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't bet on that. We'll see, but yeah, I think you know, I don't even know though. I think I don't think we'd see this matchup in the World Series again. I think the Yankees are too good. I think the Astros are too good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think the AL is by far like unequivocally though the best division they're yeah. better than the nl i yeah. think so you know because who's really competing in the nl like the brewers were kind of a shot out of the dark no one saw it coming mm-hmm. same with the rockies the cubs are who knows man what's going on with them yeah. so i don't think there's like one team in the nl that you can say oh yeah they'll be back yeah whereas in the al you've got the yankees the astros and the Sox, all like really yeah. just fighting with each other so mm-hmm. We'll have to see how that goes, but really good stuff. I mean, it is always kind of bittersweet with baseball, right? On one hand, it's a really long season. You don't really pay attention every game. But when it's done, you're kind of like, oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. Then that's when you, um, you know, you miss out on it. And yeah. you're, you're wishing that it would come out. I'm, all I'm saying, look out for the Mariners next season. I, I've been. It's, Are you being serious about that? I, I'm being serious. You know, like they slipped up. Cano had the PED stuff, whatever. I think we're getting some more uh, – more money back after you know we un- totally unloaded on Cano. Yeah, and it's almost like we've been like in recovery, trying to like scrape up who we can get uh, with what money we have left. I, I'm I'm looking this year at least a playoff berth, okay. at, le- at least a wild card berth. Yeah, and then so just to go back, circle back to your earlier question, Brody. Yep. Uh, Clayton Kershaw is under contract actually only for one more year. Okay, 2020. He's set to make. 33 million, um, you know, so pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, being one of the highest paid pitchers, but he's set to make 33 million, and then in 2021 he will be an unrestricted free agent. So mm-hmm. we'll have to see. I mean, he'll only be 32 at the time, though. Mm-hmm. So still, by no means, like you're still pretty good as a pitcher. Yeah. Pitchers can play till like they're like 38. Yeah. But 39. I, I'd say like uh, putting yourself in the Dodgers' shoes, you don't want to fork out that much money if you know you get him to this position, you know, mm-hmm. get him to the World Series, and he just craps the bed like that, you know. That's it's like true. you 
you got to tell them like, hey, we're we're not just gonna. We, we see you uh, getting us a, a few games yeah. in the regular season, but you know we've gotten you to the big stage and you're not performing. Exactly. So. I mean, and it's and also, I don't know how he's gonna respond to that. Yeah, and it's a little unfair to put it all on him. Like you know, he only got to pitch one night, two nights. Yeah. So I like you know uh, the Dod- the Red Sox could have just be a more superior team, but mm-hmm. you just you never know. The the Dodgers always seem to try to tinker and mix it around, but I think it's hard. You know, when you used to be such a great friend franchise and you're seeing just everyone else kind of rise around you you know the Giants hell were so dominant for a little bit then it was the Cardinals uh, then it was the Red Sox and now it's the Red Sox again it was the Astros so I don't know I feel like people are starting to forget how great the Dodgers used to be and all the legends that used to play for them yeah but uh they got to do something because you know as much as we like underdogs we also like it when like the big name teams win yeah but we'll see I don't know great baseball season overall though mm-hmm. really a lot of interesting a lot of storylines and I think baseball, even though it's definitely fallen into, like, the third best sport, like, of the four major ones, yeah. people still gather up for the World Series. They still watch the game. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Really tough, but, you know, we'll, we'll be all right. We got a lot of more sports to talk about. Yep, we sure do. So, uh, yeah, let's take it back to the <coughs> University of Arizona. Uh, yes, please. Uh, it was homecoming. Yes, it in was. In Tucson, Arizona took on Oregon. Everyone was going into this game with their heads hanging like we are going to get uh, pummeled by yes. the Oregon Ducks, mm-hmm. ranked number 19, 19, but the exact opposite happened there. Oh. We, we took the win, we 44 the to script. 50. We sure did. And it was really encouraging. Now, this is why I don't like the Cats, though, is they start playing with my heart a little yeah. bit. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, last week we were like, oh, you know, we might as well just get ready for next season, take getting all more time under someone's offense, mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other. But now, like, we're just, just uh, just because we're U of A fans, let's let's be a little bit more positive now. Yeah. So we're sitting at four and five. Uh-huh. Traditional knowledge is you need at least six games to get to a bowl. Yes. Right? So that means two more wins. How many yeah. games do we have left? We have three. We need yeah. to kind of run the table. ASU, we're going to say that's a win, even though they did just beat USC. So I don't think it will be a cakewalk, mm. but just because, you know. The Territorial Cup. Exactly. We're at home. At home, we'll say. So we got it. We need one more win. We play at <laughs> Colorado. Uh-huh. Or no, home home in Colorado. I, I hope this doesn't get taken down by Sports I Center because you're not vacation right there. Home Sorry. in Colorado this uh, weekend, and then at Washington State. Washington State is tenth in the country. I see. I'm we're I'm giving us the win at Colorado. I I said when Washington State was unranked before the season started, yeah. we we're gonna lose um, in Spokane. So I I'd say we're yeah we're gonna get the six wins. This week we're carrying off the momentum that we just pummeled the Ducks with, and then uh, well, we'll get the fifth win. You're saying this week against yeah, Colorado, yeah, okay. yeah, and then lose to Washington State in Spokane, and then beat ASU at home. Well, that's good. ESPN's agreeing with you. They're saying 62 percent chance we get the dub, and yeah. that there yeah, we put it five and five, and we have to win. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think with how this season was looking, if we can get to a bowl, that's a win. Yeah. I mean, any season you can get to a bowl, but, you know, yeah. sometimes you want a better one. But with the, how this season was looking, the way Tate was playing yeah. and all things considered, people were already ready to jump ship. I yeah. think if we get to any bowl, quality, quality stuff. So, yeah, yeah let's. I'd say, yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you. Just the reasonable man would say Colorado's a dub. Washington away, that would be one legendary game. That would be beautiful. Um, but, yeah, that would probably be a loss. And then we have to put it all on the table mm-hmm. day after Thanksgiving and try to beat the beat the Sun Devils. Mm-hmm. But let's just back up into this game last weekend. Absolutely. Because this was oh, this is what Arizona fans dreamt of this before is what it, the yeah. season started. We're like, this is what we imagined this entire season being like. Khalil Tate with three touchdowns, only throwing one interception. J.J. Taylor getting it done on the ground, 30 carries, 212 yards with two touchdowns it was beautiful um i i loved i loved how they used sean poindexter yeah. in, in this one he only had two catches there were two touchdowns yes I, you know i'd say he's the best receiver on the team and we just used our other guys to march up the the field so you know whoever was on sean poindexter wasn't you know getting thrown at often and yes. then once they needed to use him like they you he's know a he big that, receiver he's yeah, a yeah. huge receiver got that wide open uh one to open up scoring in the beginning of the game mm-hmm. and then um had that one other touchdown uh later so it was, it was just beautiful how they used him. Absolutely. Um, overall, great game. Kevin Sumlin showed he can coach a football yeah. team. 
Um, Khalil Tate show, showed that he's back. Um, it was the perfect game, you know, yeah. honestly. Uh, offense, defense, special teams. We all, like, you know, we had the block punt. Yeah. We had the nice returns mm-hmm. on special teams. Offense was clicking, moving real well. And then the defense holding Oregon. You know, we Oregon's traditionally known as having such a high-power offense. They're a little down, but still, Oregon is Oregon. Yeah. They've got the like proposed number one overall pick mm-hmm. uh, with their quarterback, Justin Herbert. I don't think he's actually the best pick. No. It's just because he's the best quarterback and teams always need quarterbacks. Yeah, But still, just to kind of, for whatever reason, highly touted quarterbacks have a hard time I know in Arizona. Josh Rosen struggled last year. We beat them. And now this guy, I mean, I don't think Sam Darnold ever really lit us up. He yeah. beat us, but he never was, like, dominant. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, shout out to us fans here at uh, University of Arizona Stadium. But really, really intriguing stuff yeah if because it, it makes you think right khalil tate looked the healthiest he's been that by even though we lost ucla i think that was the right call mm-hmm. giving him the break and you know short-term really, loss for a long-term exactly game. really because you know the win over ucla would have been nice but then if we just get smacked again by oregon mm-hmm. it's like whatever this yeah. is like even though it would have been like nice to beat UCLA, this is more of a hype mm-hmm. win. Yeah. So it kind of boosts morale a little bit. Yeah. So I couldn't agree more. And um, I, I I'd have to say though, the highlight of the game, uh, Oregon had it when um Herbert threw that short short pass to uh, Dylan Mitchell off the to the right side of the field, and he juked the heck I think out of out of um Demetrius Flanagan fouls. Oh, that's he, what you get with a Mountain View player. Yeah. <laughs> He just broke his ankles and then uh, just walked his way into the end zone. That was kind of beautiful. But, yeah, and um, throwing it back, Oregon and Arizona in Tucson is always kind of a storied game. It I is, feel like it Because, is. you know, we upset them when it was Dennis Dixon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they always have some, like, star players and we uh, end up upsetting them or they get a win on us when we're supposed to uh, be good, like when we had college game day here yeah, a few yeah. years ago. It's always a storied game when Oregon it really comes into is. town. So, uh, good thing. I'm glad it, it kept with uh, tradition. Yeah, so now it's also, like, I know Brody's talking about the actual game. I'm looking more big picture. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not going to happen, but we're tied for second in the Pac-12 South with USC. No way. Uh, Utah's 4-2. and two. It kind of sucks because we lost the tiebreaker to both those teams. Yeah. So I don't think we'll make them, but it's just kind of nice to know. Like, we're well, tied for second. Well, if we went out, say miracles happen. I we guess Utah and UCSC. It could still be a Rose Bowl season I for Arizona. Who knows, <laughs> man? Yeah. That would be insane. Yeah. But uh, Colorado, see, Colorado's a tough game to call, though. Even though they're coming to us mm-hmm. and we're favored, they were so good in the beginning. Yeah, they were a highly ranked and team. And they were ranked, exactly. But then they lost, and all three of their losses, they're, they're actually above. They're actually, their record isn't awful. It's 5-3. and three, Oh, yeah. But their three losses have come in uh, – Pac-12 play, so it's really like I honestly don't know how to call. I could. Yeah. I'm sure they're in the si- same situation yeah. as us going into this game because like, they're like, oh, we used to have the momentum. Now we're on the yeah. like come down, so it's just going to be a, a weird clash. Exactly. of Attitudes in this game. They're yeah, they're like we only need one. They're, they're probably thinking we only need one more to secure a bowl. Let's just kick the crap out of Arizona. Yeah. Arizona's like, shoot, we need two more, but Colorado and like so they're kind of coming yeah. at a weird angle. Like, yeah. Colorado, like you said, I love that analogy. Colorado's on the come down. Arizona's on the come up, and they're right about at the same yeah. level. It's a disappointment we mm-hmm. can't go to the game, but I'm yeah. looking. I think we'll I'll be rooting be, on the Cats from Albuquerque. Albuquerque, in, yeah. In a La Quinta Inn, probably. <laughs> <laughs> with with the Arizona Allegiance ties yes, on. Yes, they'll still be on. And business professional. <laughs> business though. professional. But definitely Wildcats. We need all the support. Those listening now or in the podcast, get mm-hmm. your tickets, get your Zona Zoo passes, yep. and get to the game on Saturday, uh, November 2nd, 7.30 p.m., It'll be one heck of a game. So make sure you're there. Cheer on these cats because we definitely need it. Yep, it'll be awesome. Um, so sticking with the Arizona Wildcats, is that all you need to say about the football game? Uh, I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah, I just, okay. again, like I hope Tate comes back and mm-hmm. we can see what he can do healthy yeah. uh, in this Kevin Sumlin offense. Because if we're able to roll like that, mm-hmm. and, you know, and again, last thing to close up, people were crapping on our defense. Yeah. Time and time again, they've showed they can, like, Keep us in games. They're not going to dominate, but BYU, 28-23, that was lost. But, you know, we were in there. Houston was an L, but that was just an L all around. Yeah. Uh, You know, holding other teams down. USC, 24-20, holding Mm -hmm. USC to 24 points. Cal, we win when Cal only getting 17. Utah, you know, L, but that was just an L over on the team. And UCLA literally only losing by one point. So I think Keeping them around two or three scores. Exactly. And, like, that's all you can really ask for your defense. Very rarely will a defense, like, 
that's why defense will win you champions and like defense wins you in the long term but mm-hmm. just game by game i don't think our defense is that bad so really again show out for the game on uh saturday it should be one heck of a matchup yep it should be and re- remember it's a friday night game oh, not, not a saturday night so um uh, j- just to make sure you don't show up Saturday and nobody's there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll move on with some more um, things happening around the University of Arizona. There is some Sean Miller drama. Oh. Uh, ooh, yeah, I, I, don't know, I don't know. Um, shout out to uh, Neej Patel <laughs> for uh, um, throwing in the uh, Arizona Allegiance group chat. It was kind of a heartbreaking article uh, to receive. But Sean Miller has once again uh, been connected to uh, Christian Dawkins, um, you know, making a it says more than a dozen phone calls to various mm-hmm. um, college basketball coaches, and I think it said three were to Sean, a, a number associated with Sean Miller. Yeah. So it, just uh, some like sketchy stuff happening. It, it was in regards to Brian Bowen, the second um, recruitment where he ended up. Um, um, committing to Louisville, who's an Adidas school, which is, you know, uh, where all that Adidas stuff yeah. um, has come from. But, you know, Sean Miller has yet again uh, been His named, name is in there, yeah. yeah uh, along with uh, Creighton's head coach, Greg McDermott. Shout out to uh, Doug, Doug McDermott. Yeah, of, good job. Of uh, Creighton. But, yeah, just some more, more drama happening at the uh, U of It really a. does hurt. Yeah. It hurts the heart. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, again, is it all circumstantial? Because we feel like we've been hearing this for the past two years yeah. now, it feels like, so because yeah. we have. Yeah. But I hope it doesn't, you know, we're finally kind of turning the corner. We're still recruiting. We're bringing in good guys. Yeah. But hopefully we can weather the storm. I think we're almost there. I think the worst part is over, but mm-hmm. who knows? This I, would destroy our 2019 class. It would. Like, so it would, it would we're be, number yeah. two, and we dropped completely out of it, I'm yeah. sure. So but. I'm – Hoping Miller will stand the test, but yeah. Mm. Uh, are you going to the games on Tuesday, Brody? The first um, exhibition. We'll we'll see. You know, it's a it's a busy week. You know, it's Halloween. This week. is true. So uh, we'll we'll see about Tuesday. We'll see what's happening. But either way, we'll keep up with yeah. it. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna try to be at the sports. game, but it's okay. first exhibition because I'm a I'm a real fan. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but, I'm sorry. but yeah, just try to show out for that. Cats, we're going against. Yeah. HBU, don't ask me where they're from, but <laughs> be a nice one. You know, yeah. shout out to Sean Miller. He always gives us a pretty nice uh, non-conference schedule. He loves cupcakes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He always gets us off pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not facing any Kentuckys or Dukes unless it's in the Maui Invitational. Yeah. Uh, God help us if we run into that Duke team. Oh, my goodness. We're, we might be screwed on that We one. might. But anyways... I'm hoping Miller will blow over. I'm taking a class now where I'm probably going to get to meet him one time. Oh, so yeah. I'd like to not meet him behind a jail yeah. cell. <laughs> um, yeah. And, yeah. And to, uh, yeah, just one last thing on this article. It is published by ESPN.com. Yes. So, like, how it, it, it we could already be know, fake news. Yeah, we, don't, we know how they feel about Sean yeah. Miller. Yeah, we, we do. So, um, yeah, wrapping up uh, the Sean Miller stuff, let's hop uh, back into football with NFL Week 8. We had some pretty good matchups. The Rams are continuing um, their dominance. Uh, they beat the Packers twenty nine to twenty seven. Oh, ridiculous! I, I was thinking this could be the one they drop. You know, Aaron Rodgers has been in God mode the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it could have been uh, this one, but no. Uh, Los Angeles Rams stay eight and O. Jared Goff uh, went nineteen for thirty five, uh, three touchdowns. They even had John Hecker. Um, get, uh, one, I don't even know what that's from. That's just a, a stat. Is John Hecker their kicker? He's their punter. He's, like, he's, he's like the best punter in the league. Okay, did he? Uh, did they do like a fake play or something? I think so. He's got okay. a good arm too, honestly. Okay, that, that's but, cool. Yeah, shout out to them. Uh, it was a good day. For once, Brody, actually, fantasy went uh, well for me. Oh. It was actually quite refreshing. I kicked the living snot out of Ryan May. So shout oh, out to okay. Ryan May if he's listening. Mayday Missile. Mayday Missile. Let me see. I'm, gonna, I'm just make sure you're taking a seat, Brody, when I give you this fantasy score. Oh, boy. <laughs> because I am beating Ryan May 168. Good Lord. To 81. Good Lord. Yeah. And so I'm out of players, but he's got um, two left to play. But, you know, not two players aren't going to get you yeah. 80 points. Yes. And so it was really just a, a scenario of, look at that. Every Literally every player had a great game for me. My goodness. Like, literally. Unfortunately, Will Fuller of the Houston Texans tore his ACL, so he's out. But he gave me one game, yeah. good game to go out on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Very impressive. And I was worried. Jared Goff, you know, because on Thursday, shout out to Deshaun Watson. had a, oh. Had a five-touchdown game. First player ever to have two five-touchdown games in his first two seasons. Good Lord. 
So did you actually make strategic picks, Eric, or did you pull that auto fill? No, I, I had to because okay. I had so many guys on buy that I needed oh. to start working the wire. So shout okay. out to uh, Jay Allen. Uh, J- that's the most. That's that's a crazy name. Yeah, Javorius. <laughs> that Allen. sounds like a Key and Peele video. <laughs> shout out to Javorius Allen. Uh, literally coming out, giving me ten points for the Ravens. Good mm-hmm. stuff, man. But that's your little fantasy update. So you never know. Honestly, guys, work that waiver wire. All I all I'm saying is I didn't need to even work the waivers that much um, this week. Joe Mixon. Oh. Joe Mixon, twenty eight. Point eight points for me. Two touchdowns. I was this his comeback game or was last week? I forget. But um, I got Tom Brady. He's playing right now. He's only got seven yards. Uh, we're all good. I all all of my teams. I'm beating Ligma. Um, <laughs> One hundred Ligma what? Balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, One hundred twenty six to ninety five point eight. So we got the we got the win in the bag. Antonio Brown uh, snagged me twenty five point four. Uh, points. Everyone down the line is just. Well, New England has ten points for me, and their game started. Their defense. Wow. And their game started a minute and a half ago. We love that. We we do love that. So um, really good stuff yeah. though everywhere. But yeah, there we go, folks. This is a little bit of an insider fantasy. Yeah. We don't cover fantasy a lot, but no, when we don't. when the guys are, it's kind of funny. I feel like my fantasy season is very in line with my favorite team, the Colts. Uh-huh. Started off one and zero. Not like the Colts, but then got absolutely wrecked. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, I was one in five. <laughs> I was going to have to do something awful. <laughs> and then now we're coming back. We're going to be would. three and five. So respectable. Good you know? stuff. Yeah, that is respectable. So that's really like mirroring the Colts. And the Colts, my Colts getting that nice win over the Raiders in Oakland. Can you read me that score, Brody? The, you you won. You won 43 to 28. 43 to 28. Indianapolis. Now that was a nice little segue going into because there's a lot of controversy going oh. around how John Gruden is handling this team. <laughs> because, now let me tell you, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. No, I'm not. You will know. He got the 10-year, $100 million contract. Oh, yes, yes. So 10 years. He's got a lot of time, right? He does. Uh, that's, yeah, a I sentence. Mean, I wouldn't call that a contract. Exactly. I call it a sentence with this team. <laughs> Seriously. So he's got so much time. And the issue that a lot of top-rated NFL analysis are saying is that the message he's sending, trading away Mac, trading away Cooper, Stocking up all these draft picks for now, next year, in the future. He's sending the message more that, yo, screw you guys. I've got a ten-year contract. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like forget these maybe first even one, two, three years, Dang. and like focus on the long term. And on one hand, John Gruden, great, but you, we all know how an NFL career can go. You can be out of the league in two years. Yeah. So I think he's losing a lot of the veterans who are like, yo, man, I'm running out of time here. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm trying to win. Yeah. Because the Raiders had so much promise just a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of that dilemma. Yeah. yeah like people it, are really criticizing Gruden for Yeah, it. it's kind of like, is he genius for trying to build, like, a long-term dynasty? I, yeah, I can see that because... Um, He's, like, getting trying to get them prepped for Vegas, not yeah. trying to win in Oakland. Yeah, and what what's the point of, yeah, like, some of these guys um, even trying to go out there and play? And I, I feel like with that the morale could be so low like that mm-hmm. locker room because even though guys switch in and out every year the overall like, attitude of that um they're not going to be able room, to get any veterans yeah, there's going to be people yeah um coming in every year no matter the age based on like contracts whatever and yeah i say that's a bad move on john gruden because you know i you can understand him trying exactly. to build a team for the future trying to build a dynasty but um that that's going to be passed along these guys who don't like him now that attitude towards him with new guys coming in, mm-hmm. they're they're gonna feel the same way. They're yeah. gonna see like, oh, you don't like this coach because he did these. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm not gonna like him either, exactly. and that's just gonna be passed down no matter who <clears throat> you pick. And yeah, I'd say that's actually a very not good move. Yeah, exactly. Because you know all these young guys, they they're not dumb. They know like if I'm yeah. a running back, shoot, if I get a five year career, that's a win. Yeah. But if John Gruden's playing the long game, well, why you know it's almost yeah. gonna be like a a career death sentence before it even gets going. Like yeah. unless you're like you know up. Like some positions that play for it, like quarterback, lineman, mm-hmm. maybe some receivers. But it's really looking tough. So, I mean, any free agents, I would not head over to uh, Oakland unless yeah. they're giving you the fattest contract. So, yeah. it's almost looking more like a blessing now for some of these guys like Mac and Cooper. At least they're going to be able to spend some time in their prime with a team that's trying to compete, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me to hate on John Gruden for what he's doing. Like, if I was in his position, it's like, yeah, I mean... 
whether rightly or wrong, like screw you guys. I'm yeah. trying to have a success year six, seven, eight, nine, ten, not uh-huh. one, two, three. So yeah. it's a tough call, but yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's just a bad dilemma. But mm-hmm. that's just some news on the Raiders, and they got whooped by the Colts. Andrew Luck is back. Darius Leonard won Rookie of the Month, gaining serious traction for Rookie of the Year defensively. But that's all I gotta say about that. All right, yeah, no problem. We're well, moving on to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals against the Buccaneers. <coughs> Fitz Magic, even though the Bucks lost, the score is thirty-seven to thirty-four. Bengals beat the Bucks. Close game though. Close game Fitzmagic is still back because the thing is the Bucks mistakenly gave the reins back to Jameis Winston. Oh, big no thank you. Yeah, he threw one touchdown, four interceptions without uh, even playing cool. the complete game. Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, was in there along to get 11 for 15, 194 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. They nearly came back to beat the Bengals, um, like I said, 37 to mm-hmm. 30. For, um, but yeah, I th- I say Fitzmagic starter for the rest of the season until yeah. he does something equally as bad as what Jameis Winston did yesterday. He needs to stay in as starter, or if Jameis Winston somehow shows yeah. some like kind of promise, but you you can't be playing him anymore. Yeah. Long term is Jameis Winston the answer? I don't think no. he is. I think he's proven that like he just like. As much upside and potential as he has, mm-hmm. he's been in the league too long where he can keep making these mistakes. And it's really unfortunate because remember how high Winston and Mario, they were pro yeah. bowlers their first year. We thought, oh, these guys are the future of the NFL. Exactly. And now they're both Mariota's like injury prone and Mari- and Winston is, you know, off the field hazard prone. Yeah. Like, So it's just really, really awful to see. But who knows, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's tough, too, because there's not a lot of great quarterbacks in this class. So yeah. we'll have to kind of see. What that uh, is going, but yeah, I'm I'm Team Fitzmagic for okay. sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then moving on uh, to the Chiefs and Broncos, Mahomes. This is actually a good game. You know, the Broncos haven't had um, the most top-notch season yeah. ever, but um, the Chiefs only won by a touchdown. It's thirty to twenty-three. Uh, Case Keenum only threw one interception, uh, racked up two hundred sixty-two yards with two touchdowns. Um, just thought this was um, a really good game, Mahomes. Are we looking at Mahomes for MVP still? Because Ooh. I, man, he four touchdowns, only one INT against the Broncos, who I I, I have to say have one of the most underrated defenses yeah. in the league. I uh, right now uh, I know Goff's played well. I know there there's been mm-hmm. like a lot of talk with Mac. I say Mahomes is my MVP pick right now. I would agree with you for two reasons. One. We all know how hard it is for defensive players to win MVP. The only mm-hmm. man to ever do it, the legendary Lawrence Taylor. Yes. So just for that reason, although Max dominant, the Bears aren't a dominant team. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to be like a dominant player on a dominant team. It is true. So that's why I'm counting out Mac. Okay. And then really you're left with Goff and uh, Mahomes, two you know, gun, like great quarterbacks, young, great quarterbacks on great teams. Mm-hmm. But I think the knock against Goff is all the help he has around him. With mm-hmm. Gurley, that l- great defense, with um, Cook, with um, you know Christian Kirk, not Christian Kirk, the white receiver. I don't know his name, but mm-hmm. he's got a lot of weapons. He's got yeah. a lot of help. Where Mahomes, you know, even though he's got Tyreek Hill, he's got you know Travis Kelsey, he's got the other. I, I can't think of his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, even though Mahomes has a lot of help, I think it's more difficult. And I think they like the story of like, oh, this young quarterback um, in Kansas City, supposed yeah. to L.A. You know, it's like yeah. Kansas City a little bit gritty. So I would, I'm, I'm with you. I'd say Mahomes right now. And, yeah, because I, I really can't think – those are your two candidates for the NFC and AFC, and I'd say mm-hmm. Mahomes gets it just a little bit. So I'm with you. Good call on that, Brody. Okay. Awesome. So, yeah, and so moving from the top of the heap in the NFL, we're moving to the bottom of the heap. The Browns against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. The We're not talking about this game uh, for what it was. Uh, Steelers beat the Browns 33-18. to We're talking about this game uh, for what it caused. Hugh Jackson was fired after this game. Not only yeah. Hugh Jackson, like half of the coaching staff. Yeah, the Todd Haley, the other big name, yeah, the w- offensive coordinator. Yeah, they were all let go uh, by the Cleveland Browns, uh, which was, I, I mean, Hugh Jackson's like a bad, terrible coach, but I, I just feel like I, I don't know. The, they need to have some consistency there. Yeah. You know, they've just gone through like six six coaches in like two years. And I, I feel like, or not not really, like six coaches in uh, six years. And I, I one fun fact is the past uh, five coaches have all been fired after losing to the Steelers. Oh. So I don't know what Pittsburgh does to them. But, um, I think it's a division game, you know, losing yeah. your rival like that, never a good look. I guess so. But I, I just don't know who they're, you know, like every year they um, 
hire another crappy coach to replace yeah. their last crappy coach. And they're, I feel like they're just not going to get anyone any better than Hugh Jackson. I, I just say consistency is better. The only reason I see them justifying this, because, you know, they have two, they've improved since last they year. Do. They do. They've improved. They've not had a good season, but they've improved. I say it was Baker. I say Baker Mayfield said something to the front office. He doesn't like Hugh Jackson. He says, you know, I want my future to have a real coach, so fire Is that confirmed, guy. or do you think that's just a conspiracy? I, I, that's like a conspiracy. Oh, to- okay. Total conspiracy on my end. That, that's just what I'm thinking, you yeah. know, because Baker's their future. He's the star um, going forward with this team. I, I say oh, it wasn't necessarily like the front office all like knew they wanted this to happen. It was some pressure um, from players because I, I just I just don't see who else yeah. they're going to get. I would agree. Um, I think it's a confusing movie because you know, they stuck by Hugh Jackson. I think if you were going to fire him, the time to fire him was in the off season. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting, you know, and watching Hard Knocks, the owner uh, and the general manager seem to really be behind him. Mm-hmm. And so it's unfortunate, you know, I'm sure the conversation was really awkward. But yeah. as Hugh Jackson, I mean, he's a reasonable guy. I'm sure he knew, like, yeah, I'm literally three and you know, however many games, mm-hmm. three wins in the past three years, that's not going to cut it. Yeah. Um, Todd Haley, I think, is just a jerk. Every time I've seen him, he looks like a, cha- a Chad. Uh-huh. And apparently him and Hugh Jackson's relationship was not good. Really? So that probably didn't help. So I've heard the rumor. So I'm kind of glad they're out of there. Um, but I've heard the rumor for a possible replacement, which I kind of like, is the Oklahoma head coach, Baker's old oh. college quarterback, uh, college coach, okay. which I could like. So um, we'll have to see. I don't think he was always the best, though. At, yeah. like, Wait, not Bob Stoops? But no, no, okay. the other one. Like okay. the one he won the Heisman under. Okay. But I think, I I mean, I think the challenge there is he was never good at, like, you know, reigning, like all the antics Baker had. So I don't know what that relationship is going to be. But that uh-huh. could be – keep your eye out yeah. for that, a new jump. But sad for Hugh Jackson, but I think it was the right move for the Browns. They've got the team now. they just got to find the leadership. Yeah. So I, I, Yeah, I'd say that wouldn't be a bad move to get more of a, a prominent college coach because mm-hmm. I feel like the you know, last however many – um, Browns coaches have been just kind of um, old, old guys. O- older guys that have been around the NFL forever yeah. and are just kind of have no hope. Got to get somebody like first time NFL coach. Yeah, and there was some motivation. I wouldn't be um, opposed to that at all. And I think we've seen that honestly with like recent successes. Like I mean, Andy Reid you know has been in there forever, but like Sean McVay, mm-hmm. you know, new young coach. Yeah. I think that's really good. Also, um, even going back to when the Falcons had that great season with Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a. I mean, he was in the NFL. NFL, but you know, still a youngish guy, not like as old yeah. as. So I think that's the trend. And like Kyle Shanahan um, with the 49ers, you know, when Garoppolo was healthy, they were looking good. So mm-hmm. I think the young coach is the way to go. The one thing I think is like uh, something that no one even on ESPN is talking about is kind of how disappointing these rookie quarterbacks have been. You know, they were so highly touted yeah. Darnold, Rosen, Baker. Um, Josh Allen or Trubisky's not a rookie but oh. the second year but still yeah um, and Trubisky's done okay but anyways like the rookie ones Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson will take out because he hasn't really gotten playing time but those oh. four who are all playing Baker Rosen Darnold and Allen mm-hmm. none of them have really lit up the world you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying yeah like Baker's two and five the Jets aren't doing so hot Rosen obviously we know the Cardinals are two and six um Allen is out right yeah. he's like out for the season or yeah uh, and I don't think season but he's still he's, been out exactly so it's just been you know all this hype and it's unrealistic to expect these guys to come in and dominate but you know you'd like to see a little bit more but that's all I gotta really say about that were there any really matchups that kind of jumped out at you besides those though Brody um I don't think so. Giants literally getting smacked again yeah. uh, now by the Redskins. I guess the Cardinals finally got um, a good one under Rosen. Um, it was against the 49ers. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they won 18-15, to 15, so got to give them credit where it's due there. Um, I, Patriots tonight against the Bills. It's it's in Buffalo. That that'll be all right. Yeah, still zero zero with yeah. five minutes left in the first. But yeah, yeah, I think that's just about NFL talk. Yeah, though. yeah. We'll wrap up NFL talk there, and we'll jump into a, a quick public service announcement break, and we'll uh, be right back in about thirty seconds here on fifteen seventy AM with Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show. Whether this weekend or any weekend, Dusk Music Festival reminds you to drink responsibly. Never get behind the wheel after even one drink and always plan your ride home in advance of a night out. 
Dusk, coming up November 10th and 11th at downtown Tucson's Armory Park, has partnered with Sunlink and in partnership with Herbert Residential, the streetcar will be completely free on Saturday and Sunday and running later than usual on Sunday to get to and from this year's festival, which benefits local charity partners like the Children's Museum of Tucson, the nonprofit Historic Rialto Theater, and the Armory Park Neighborhood Association. Welcome back uh, to 1570 AM Camp Student Radio. Um, sorry about our weird in- yeah. uh, uh, intro. We're going to have to figure out th- that out before uh, the next show. Sorry if there was some dead air there for a second. Uh, but welcome back to Brody and Eric Super Sports Radio Show here on 1570 AM Camp Student Radio. We really appreciate you uh, tuning in. It's currently 5 41 p.m. Um, just a quick shout out. If anyone wants to call in and uh, <laughs> last you know, second call, last second call, um, ask any questions, do do whatever. Um, the phone number is 520-621-5806. We'd really appreciate um, some calls into the booth. Uh, but we're going to jump right into um, some NBA talk. Uh, Draymond Green has been in the news after being um, outed by um is it D- demel G- jason demel jason uh, demel yeah jason the DeMille. fergie's ex-husband fergie's ex-husband he's getting interviewed by like access hollywood or um some crap like that and he said um he called draymond green like a jackhole or something oh, for uh, uh for laughing when <coughs> fergie gave her atrocious it was bad. Re- rendition it was bad. of um the uh the national anthem and so draymond green had a, a response, a clapback, um, a good a cla- old dream, a clapback. They they had a um, he, <coughs> he released a video. I think it was on Instagram or Twitter, uh, but uh, just envision Kevin Durant, a, a lot of the Warriors teammates sitting around some ice buckets, um, jamming out to this. Yeah, so that was that was basically what that was. They were just kind of, um, uh, you know, making fun of it even more. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's it like it sounded kind of good. I know it was kind of a cool remix. I'd never <coughs> um, heard heard that before. Um, so yeah, Draymond Green, and then I think Fergie and Jason Mel were like, "Oh, this is so funny, whatever." So it was like all in good, all in good spirits, uh, but funny in the news nonetheless. Um, just a, a quick uh, transition into NBA talk. Uh, my Raptors are still six and zero in the East. They're on top of the East. Better still, than my Warriors. Yeah, the, the Warriors are doing. How how are they doing? They're towards the bottom. No, right? shut up. They're, I think they're seven and one. Oh, They've lost no, one yeah, game. Okay, yeah. So um, uh, yeah, Raptors six and zero. Uh, Warriors, they're six and one. Six and one. Yeah. Yeah. Milwaukee um, six and zero too though, so you're not so hot. Yet. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right, but um, yeah, the w- Lakers still haven't gotten over there. Um, yeah, you know, four. Lear- learning curve. It's still very early in the yeah, season. Like, That's what's kind of yeah. It's kind of hard to uh, um, judge all this um, right now. Shout out to the shout out to Max Smith. Shout out to the Nuggets. Um, they are four and one right now, having a very strong start to the season. They look like a newly elite team and a very uh, competitive Western Conference, mm-hmm. um, so that's good to see Denver uh, back on their stuff. The San Antonio Spurs, um, I don't know what they're right. they're three and two right now, but Demar Derozan has fit perfectly into that that uh, starting lineup with Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, not too much of a surprise, like you know, yeah. Demar. Uh, um, not sorry, Demarcus. Uh, 
DeRozan was like sort of like a lesser version of Kawhi. Played okay defense and was a good scorer. So like yeah. very similar. Doesn't yeah. surprise me. Oh, looks like we got a phone call. Hello. Hello. How, who is this? Uh, this is Corbin Kifley. Oh, wow. hello, Corbin. How are you doing today? No, this is Forbin. Oh, Forbin. No, I don't know who Corbin is. Yeah, oh, I'm not Forbin. Sorry, I thought yeah. you said Corbin. Oh, you switched it. I, I understand now. <laughs> or wait, no, I don't even know. Okay, what, is your man, question? what is your question? Hey, ask the question. Yeah, ask the question. Yeah, you know? the question. I'm All sorry. Right. So um, I was just—you guys were talking about Max Smith. I was just reminded of a conversation we were having earlier today. We picked our top eight teams from the West that we are projecting to make playoffs this year. It's really early, so we went off the early records and just who we think. So I'm going to read you my list, okay. and then I want you guys to make your predictions, okay? Okay, awesome. Read your list. Okay, we got, in no order whatsoever, we got Warriors, Rockets, Trailblazers, Pelicans, Nuggets, Lakers, Jazz, and last but not least, the Clippers. Oh, uh, so the, the Clippers. The, that's a ter- that's an awful. That's take an awful right take. I don't think uh, they're making it in. The chemistry is at an all-time high. <laughs> all right. Hi- higher Wait. than Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. <laughs> all right, we're we're missing Chris, but he's got some spit in his face right now, so he's not doing he's not doing his best. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. You're right. Is that is that all you have for us, Forbin? Yeah. I I, I want to hear your guys' list. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for that question. Um, what a guy. Ben, what a guy. A gr- great question. Thank you for calling into the studio. So top eight teams. Who do we think we're making? Uh, Ooh, well, I'm going to have the standings right here. I, yeah. I like I liked Forbin's list. I will uh, disagree with him. Though. I don't think the Blazers are the three. Se- or he did say no particular order. Yeah, let's put them in an order. But, but, let's yeah. make the... Let's, let's just assume so... At least, I mean, he only did the West, so I think uh, even I think the Rockets got worse. So I think the Warriors will still be the first seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, followed up, hot take: Nuggets two seed. Oh my lord! Hot, hotter just take. That's how it is right now. No, it? hotter take: Utah Jazz three seed. Oh my! So goodness. that's a, you heard Wait, it here. That, uh, that's a one two three of the that's Warriors. Not the hottest take ever. Warriors. That's like a lukewarm take. Warriors. Jazz. Warriors. Nuggets. Jazz is the top three well, in the West. Well, that's well not, a not that as a top three, but just jazz, jazz is pretty. That's a dumb. take like your sister oh. smoking. <laughs> What the, what the <laughs> hell? That, that was aggressive. That, yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> that was not a good one. Yeah, yeah, that was awful. Yeah, sorry. I bought, sorry, sorry, Mackenzie. Um, Jesus Christ. Oh, my bad. Uh, so I, I, I don't think it's a hot take at all to put the Utah Jazz. I, I, I put them at number two last week, I'm pretty sure, when we were talking uh, about it. Well, that's a, that's a foolish take. <laughs> <laughs> you put them in number three. Okay, go on with your list. Um, okay, so those You're are the top, <laughs> top three. Four, I'll put in the Rockets at four. Then uh, n- even though the Spurs, you know, aren't as what they used to be, at five I'll put the Spurs. Lakers in at six. Pelicans, seven. And rounding us off, I'm going to give it to the young but wiry uh, Dallas Mavericks at eight. Okay. So I'm I'm actually I'm actually not. That, that's a much I'm, hotter take. I'm kicking out Portland. I don't, I don't have Portland in the playoffs. My goodness, that, yeah. That see, uh, there's a difference between a hot take and a terrible take. I'm just saying. I think your I mother would know that. Oh <laughs> hey, oh hey, oh hey. <laughs> well, my mother doesn't actually listen to the show, <laughs> but I. Yeah, that you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, right, so uh, yeah, that's my that's my list. I don't have that's the hottest take. I'd say Portland not in. Okay. Well, I will. I'll put Warriors. Number one, you can't. I'll put Rockets at number two. Rockets are getting the number two seed. Um, very basic, very traditional, not very hot, kind of cold actually. Number three, I'll agree with you because it's not that hot of a take. Jazz at number three. You know who I'm throwing at number four? Who are you throwing at the four? The San Antonio Spurs. Oh, that is a hot take. Yep. <laughs> Ow, I just touched that take. You burned me. <laughs> Gotta go to the hospital. Gotta put some soothing ointment on that take. Gotta rub that take. <laughs> with okay. the soothing ointment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, San Antonio. Uh, they're going number four. You know who I'm putting at number five? I'm putting the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, okay? my goodness. And they're going to upset the Spurs. Now I've burned both my hands. <laughs> now I can't even rub rub the ointment on my takes. All right, you know uh, who I'm putting at number six? The Nuggets are going to fall. They're going to make oh, the playoffs. Whoa. They're going to fall to number six. Okay. Um, I don't want to leave anyone out here. Yeah, the Timberwolves are a crapshoot right now. They're not making it. Um, number seven, we'll throw the Trailblazers in at number seven. Number eight, to round it all off, uh, we're going to throw the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, in. I totally forgot about the Thunder, yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see. That's the thing, the West is so stacked. You could honestly have 12 teams making, like, the West, really, yeah. realistically. Yeah, it's always close towards the end of the season on those, like, bottom four teams. Seriously. So. But, okay, all right. Well, I yeah. like that. Yeah, thank you, Forbin. For, Forbin uh, Biffley. Yeah, for uh, calling in. Whatever and, his made-up name is. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, speaking about the Cavaliers, though, we didn't talk about the Cavs. Um, but speaking, oh, speaking in, about rest in peace. Rest in peace to Tyron Lue. He has fired uh, the LeBron effect. Um, came uh, to fruition, and he is out of there. Um, I don't I, like that. I don't like that at all. Wh- why not? Why don't you like Because Tyler, Tyler was a good coach. Like, you heard it. All of his players loved him and respected him. They listened to him. And, like, you, I know, like, what they say, like, he had LeBron and all that. He was and, whipped. Know, how hard LeBron. is it? How hard is it to make the finals three straight years with LeBron? But really, realistically, like you still got to put in the play. You still got to run the sets. You still got to go to pre- like keep the morale high. Like as it's been documented, LeBron James is kind of a donkey to play with sometimes. Yeah. So you got to keep that morale up for everybody. Um, I think you saw that with Eric Spolstra. Um, he didn't get a lot of credit, but you know people recognize that he was still a great coach. Same with Tyron Lue. I think you know they're freaking out because obviously the Cavs have not had a very good start. I believe they are the Cleveland Cavaliers. Their last, they're zero and six. They haven't won a game. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, but I still don't think you fired Tyron Lue. I don't know who you can get better. Yeah. And like I, I don't think any coach you bring in will make it better. Yeah. Right now, like yeah. I think you fire a coach if they've lost the team, mm-hmm. and they and he hadn't lost the team at least from what we know right now. Yeah. Um, especially this early in the season, I don't like that move. I think Dan Gilbert's just being a whiny baby. Uh, Dan Gilbert, you got what you were gonna get. You're not gonna get much better. Yeah. Um, so I think he should have stuck it out with Teron Liu and let him actually coach now. But it is what it is. I'm, I'm sad to see him go, but he'll get hired on. I think Tyron Tyron yeah, he'll is get a phenomenal an, he'll, coach. He'll, he'll get one more chance somewhere else. I, I don't see it as the worst move, though. You know, the, the Cavaliers losing LeBron, um, it's a, just a completely uh, now without Kyrie. They haven't been in a situation like this in a very, very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And, and I say... You know, I, I'm not a big fan of Tyron Lue getting fired, but it, it I don't see it as, like, the most questionable decision ever. Because, you know, it's just a new era of Cleveland Cavaliers basketball. They're just going to have to go through a total rebranding. Um, you know, I, I just I, – so, like I like I said, I don't like it, but I, I say it's kind of understandable. They, they're just a new, new era, and um, they want a new uh, star, new head of the helm. And to yeah. add on top of it all, uh, Kevin Love is now out for, like – a long time with a big toe injury. Yeah, so. and that's the thing though. It's like you're losing your one of your best players. Don't you think with like not one of your your best player out for oh. foreseeable time, you want someone who I has didn't say Jr. Smith's getting in <laughs> <laughs> has like who has rapport with these guys who has like I I hate it. I hate Dan yeah. Gilbert. I think he's a Chad, and mm-hmm. I think uh, that this was a bad mistake. I hope now that Tyron Tyron Lue is out of it. The Cavs have nothing but L's. All right. Well, there, I, I, I see not despite Cavs fans, just screw yeah. Dan Gilbert. <laughs> I see your wishes coming true with that zero and six record. I don't see them uh, doing much better. Um, it'll be weird to see them ever like be good again, like without yeah, LeBron. It really will, and stuff just like with a completely like different team. Because I'm sure they will. The natural, you know, progression, progression yeah. of the NBA. They'll they'll be good again eventually. We only have a few minutes um, left. Um, of the show, the show we'll we'll go into uh, on the stay in sports history now. Yeah, it sounds because good. Because it, it is Cleveland related. Oh, let's hit so, it. Let's hit it up one yeah, time. Let me um let me confirm. I think it was 15 years ago today. I am just yeah, 15 years ago today. LeBron James, just a kid from Akron, made his NBA debut. Oh. Um, he recorded 25 points, six rebounds, and nine assists against the Sacramento Kings. Um, that you know, obviously went on to win Rookie of the Year, the youngest ever uh, to do an average. That his averages that season were pretty similar to what he got in that game: twenty point nine points, five point five rebounds, with five point nine assists in the 03 or five oh three oh four season. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> um, so yeah, LeBron James had his debut fifteen years ago today on this day in sports history, October 29th, twenty eighteen. Love to see it. And as we wrap up this uh, day, folks, thank you so much for s- keep continuing your support for Brody and Eric Super Sports Show. Really appreciate. It. I want to give a quick shout out to our Tucson Slim, oh, yeah. getting some love back from Scott Van Pelt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. go, go on, Eric. That is all. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you guys so much um, for tuning in to Brody and Eric Super Sports Radio Show on 1570 AM Camp Student Radio. Uh, we really do um, appreciate you tuning in. Make sure to um, come back uh, next week. It'll be probably camp.arizona.edu. With that, with, but with that being said, um, you have a good uh, rest of your week. Um, and. 
Bear Down, Go Cats. Bear Down, Go Cats. <laughs>